Hey guys, I know a lot of you are like me, busy or sometimes even forget to get some of your groceries. Well, worry not because you can get fresh, fast groceries delivered to you with Pick and Pay ASAP. And you can also get 75 rand off your first shop if you use the code FRESHASAP. Now that's fresh. Hello, Wisdom and Wellness family. I am so excited about today's conversation. I literally had to say cut and start again because we have been going on. Today, I am sitting with the incredible Justice Mukherjee. I hope I said your surname right. He's a painter, film director, and photographer, born and bred in Soweto, and his work explores themes of race, gender, sexuality, love, and hope. And he, this man can talk. We have been talking. He started with my husband. I'm just like, stop stealing my whole conversation. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for the wonderful intro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to have you. I'm going to start with some icebreakers. Yeah. If you could travel one to one country for the rest of your life, Mm. like every time it's holidays, like you can only go back to this one country. Yeah. Where would it be? Nigeria. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What is it about Nigeria? Uh, It's soulful. It's everything you are told it's not. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it has a lot of soul. The people are beautiful. Yeah. Uh, inside and out. And the it's food? It's a beautiful country. I mean, unfortunately, I nev- I've never connected with the food that well. Okay. But it's more the people. Okay. The people are amazing. The land is amazing. And you've traveled quite a lot. Ne? Yeah, yeah, Like I outside have. of the continent and yeah, everything. Yeah, everywhere. Well, okay. A lot of places, yes. Okay, now we yeah, know yeah. to go to Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. What's the last meal that you had? Now. Just, I don't know. What did you eat? Oh, I had scrambled eggs, toast, bacon, evo. Okay. Yeah, yeah. giving English. What's having, what are you having for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll have... Pap. Yeah, seven colors. Yes, pop. <laughs> seven colors on yeah. a Tuesday in the middle of I have everything. that every day. Every day? If I can, yes. Oh, but you've got abs. Yeah, because luckily I am blessed with uh, good genetics and I exercise a lot. Like every day? Yeah, six days a week. Okay, I get it. If you could come back as a rapper Mm. or like a cool producer, who would it be? My favorite rapper now, I've got two. Don't be deep, we need to know the person. I don't think you'll know them. (laughs) Exactly. Navy Blue. And Chuck Strangers. For some reason, I thought you were going to say Pharrell Williams. Uh, musically, I don't, he's not up there for me. Not musically, just personality. But I mean, I don't know you no, that well. No, definitely not personality. I mean, he's cool. Yeah. He's cool. He's yeah. influenced us our whole And laid back. Teens. Yeah, he's laid back. He's kick-ass. I would, maybe personality, I'd go for Most Def. Most Def. Yasin Bey. Okay. Yeah, I, I like his yeah. <laughs> I know most <laughs> deaf, but I don't know the music. But yeah, know. yeah, his music is amazing. Okay. But if yeah, musically definitely Yasin Bey and personality, I like him. Is late and is super stylish. Yeah. Okay. And offbeat, which I like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, biggest purchase you made this year? <laughs> I don't know. Is big uh, price or price. sure? Oh, I bought a G wagon. you're driving our dream cars no uh, it's a classic g-wagon okay i've seen it the venture original venture yeah yeah yeah, for sure (laughs) and how did it feel did it feel better buying it or like dreaming for it was better 
Definitely buying it felt great. Is it? Yeah, dreaming. I mean, dreaming about something is cool, but you don't have it. You're still dreaming. So my dream became a reality, especially the classic, you know? Okay, yeah. I find, and I'm asking that because I find sometimes the dream and the process towards the dream is always better than the actual actual thing. I mean, if I want to be deep, I'd say yes, but I don't... (laughs) I don't. I don't agree. That's okay. not my 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 Your experience. my experience. Yes, the journey to working towards whatever I'd love to achieve. Yeah, is good, but it's definitely not better than achieving what I'm working towards. I love it. Yeah. Honestly, I, that's for me. And I love it. Yeah. I don't know if you remember the first time we met. Your husband just reminded me. Why did he <laughs> do that? <laughs> Do you remember though? Did yes. you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me your version. Mm. I mean, I was still working with my brother in Vuyo and yeah. now, as I see it, different you and Ongama. Yeah. And we got an opportunity to shoot a commercial yeah. um, photography for console. Console, yeah. yes. Yeah. And we casted a lot of beautiful people. Yeah. And you were amongst them. Yeah. Yeah. And we photographed in Maboning, if yes, in a in penthouse. Maboning. And it was late. Yeah, it was nice. You know what I remember about that day? Mm. Um, I had just dropped out of varsity, right? Okay. So I was in like a horrible place. Like mm. I was in a horrible place mm. and I was trying out castings and everything. And mm. it was my first ever casting and I got it. Yeah. And it felt like, okay, so my future is not gone. Yeah. And we shot the commercial, the TV one, yeah, yeah. and we spent the whole day there. You guys weren't part of that, yeah, the TV yeah, one. Yeah. We spent the whole day there. And... Like, I could see, would see the camera didn't even look at me once. Like, you know, when you're like an extra, extra. And yeah. I was so down. Um, and then we went for the photography. I don't remember what you and your brother said to me. Yeah. But I remember how you guys made me feel. You made yeah, yeah. me feel like I have been doing this for years. I am the best person to ever do, do it. Yeah, and yeah. every time I've seen, like... Years after that, every time I've seen, I'm like, oh, I remember how those guys yeah, made yeah. me feel. I'm glad we made you feel that way. I mean, it's our ethos, yeah. uh, unspoken. Yeah. Because other people had to believe in us without any experience yeah. that we are amazing and the best at what we do when yeah. we haven't done it yet. So I love doing that for other people because, yeah, yeah everyone is the best. Yeah. We need it. Yeah, yeah. I heard you speak. Um, at Agenda Woman, and yes. there's a specific part that I want to touch on um, mm. when it comes to the father wound, right? Mm. Which is a it's, it's a really big one, and it's not spoken about enough. But I feel like it's mm. becoming a conversation. And if I'm not mistaken, you mentioned that the last time you saw your father, I think was at the age of seven. So he, I was. 12, 12 when 12. he left yeah yeah he left when i was 12 then i saw him again when i was 21 late 21 yeah. yeah 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 and have you seen him since then yeah i mean we asked him to come back home in the house that we grew up in because um we were fortunate to be able to buy our mom a house in the suburbs so that she can have yeah. a life similar to what we are having sure then we asked our dad to come back because life wasn't too kind to him sure wait yeah. so nimkeleli love back so now no not love back <laughs> just okay. him coming back 
home, yeah, Epimville, yeah, because my mom is not oh, staying there anymore. Oh, okay, yes. I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, what I want to talk about is mm. how your life was from, I guess, from the time you were you were born up until twelve, having yeah. a father present, yeah, yeah, and then that disconnect and how and who you became as soon as he just like left. It's like one minute yeah. you've got a father for the first twelve years of your life, and then next thing yeah. is gone, and it's not gone because he's. He's passed on. Yeah, yeah. He's gone because I suppose he chose to go. To go. To go. Yeah. To be with other women. So, okay. <laughs> I, <wasn't laughs> say that. I mean, our fathers do that. We do that. Yeah. So, anyway, um, yeah. From when I was born till I was twelve, my dad was amazing. Yeah. You know, he's amazing. He was our best friend. My first interest in art was through him. He made a drawing of my brother and I sitting beside him, listening to jazz, mm. which he enjoyed doing that with my brother and I. So that gave us a musical ear yeah. and an interest in music. That's yeah. why we started making music. But yeah, yeah, he was amazing. Sure. We'd run together. My interest in being an athlete was through him. Mm. So he was present. He was a friend. He was a father. He was firm, he was soft, sure. he was kind, he was strong. He was all the good things. Yeah. Then he left. And when he left, I would say that was my first heartbreak. Yeah. And that is similar to romantic heartbreak. Sure. You know, because also he left without explanation. And when he left... He asked my brother and I to walk him to the bus stop because he was going to visit his mom in Venda. And we walked him and we never saw him until we were 21. Hi, Bo. So yeah. it's a normal day. Yeah. Ubaba's just going home to visit. Yeah. Niamkapa. I'm sure the yeah. goodbye was casual. Yeah, it was casual as, as we were. And my dad, we were so close every day hmm. uh, when he comes back from work, we'd be around 5.30 would be outside the house, just playing, waiting yeah, for like him. Yeah, like waiting for him, yeah. Yeah, so that when we see him walk, he had a distinctive, you know, gassy walk yeah. in his dickies. So when he's walking down, we'd see him and run up to him. Sure. So if I go to Pinville to date just after 5 o'clock and I'm waiting around there, I still see an image of him walking down. Sure. So, yeah. It's... So now the next day... Like, when do you realize as a child would he... After three months. After three months? Yeah. That's when it clocks, would see this person's not coming back. Yeah, my mom told us that she had a a conversation with him that was confusing. And he said he's not coming back. And she said she's going to go to his mom's house to go see and hear if he actually means it or what it is. And he said she mustn't come. But lucky, our mother spoke us through everything that uh, was going on. So we didn't have to formulate stories. Yeah. You so know? you, you so, knew exactly what was happening. Yeah. And it was tough because I got angry. Yeah. And I did not understand for a long time. Then I remember having a conversation with him over the phone when I was 18. Hmm. You called him? Yeah, I called him. And I was asking him, he got a retirement package. Mm. So I was struggling at school. I was not doing well. And my brother had dropped out. My brother dropped out at grade nine. Sure. So I was, I think, in 
grade 11 or 10. You were 20. I was, oh, you were I, 18 at the time. Yeah, I was yes. 18 in grade 10. Sure. Um, and I wanted to leave school. So I called him to ask him to help me get into an art college mm. or just the college so that I can do, what do they call N3? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I could do more technical work yeah. than academic work. Yeah. And I had a tough conversation with him, asking him. Then after asking him to help me, he asked me, um, how old am, am I? And I said, I'm 18. And he said, at 18, he had an ID, he had a job and a family. Sure. So I shouldn't be entitled to him helping me. And this phone call is ridiculous. And I should never call him again for Oof. stupid things. I must be a man and go get a job. And that was tough. And sure. yeah, when he said that, I mean, it hurt like, it's Nothing painful else. hearing you say it now. Yeah, but I'm grateful for that moment because it made me lean into myself ah. and not seek help. Not depend you on know others. that, yeah, I am all I have, yeah. well, including my brother. Well, that explains so, your, your work ethic because I was listening to an interview and you're like, if someone's going to hand in like two uh, like assignments or whatever, yeah, you, go, yeah. you and your brother are going to hand in 20 because yeah, you're going to sure. outwork... Um, everyone. Yeah, because hard work is all I have. Sure. You know, if my mom had the means, she'd help us. Yeah. You know, if anyone in my family, if they had the means, they would. But at that time, they didn't have the means. So all the dreams we have for ourselves and our family, we had to make them happen. How did it change you? Did you notice, and, and thinking back now as a 38-year-old man, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> How do you remember a distinctive and exact moment where you realized you're changing? Because I, I think of your childhood and I can imagine a playful, happy boy who's got his father, who runs yeah, to yeah. his father. And then there's this drastic change and you have to mm. deal with it. So how mm. can you can you go back to how you changed as a boy yeah. to a man based on that one father experience? Yeah. I mean, it was... It was super difficult, but my mom showed up for us. Mm. You know, my mom held us together and made sure we don't feel like there's we are lacking anything. Yeah, Yeah. and as you would know, black communities are incredible. Everyone comes together to raise children. Yeah. So in our neighborhood, in our church, we had father figures, we had uncles, we had every support that we needed, yeah. even though we knew that our own is not around. Sure. Then I also became delusional and formulated a story that I wanted to believe so that I can make it through this pain. Sure. What story you was know? that? Yeah, I'd just make up the idea of my father still being around and is successful. And if someone asks me about my dad, I'd speak as if he's still around. Even my friends, until much later in our life, knew that our father is not around very late. So the whole time you and your brother are just pretending as if... Because it's not a reality I was willing to accept. Sure. And kids are hateful. When I reflect, 
Yeah. Kids are hateful, you know, and it was, I can imagine I was hateful to other kids too because growing up in our community, my brother and I were the only ones that had both parents. Oh, okay. So sure. I recall being a kid, you know, boasting that, ah, I live with I mean, my mom and dad, yeah. you know, in primary school. And none of the students lived with both their parents. Sure. You know, so that made me formulate an idea that's not there. And I'm grateful for it because for that time, that's what I needed. Yeah. You know? That's painful. Yeah. Now, going back to this father wound, I was listening to a conversation between um, Mike Todd, and he talks a lot about mm. trauma and and there's a specific line he says like what doesn't get transformed gets transferred right yeah, yeah so yeah. how are you making sure that you are not projecting or continuing yeah. um the pain that a man instilled in you like in the way that you treat women in the way yeah, that you yeah. treat your new wife um, yeah, yeah. your godson and your yeah. future children should you have yeah i mean a lot of therapy yeah a lot of I, I do three different types of therapies. I bo win. It's like a priority in your life. Yeah, it is. It's like if you don't service your car, it's not gonna be healthy. Okay. You know. Okay. Um, and with all the therapy and work that I do, I'm still not perfect. I'm yeah. still work in progress. Yeah. I've slipped up. I've made bad choices. I've been hateful. Yeah. And sometimes, most of the time, it's unintentional. Yeah. What are the three types of therapy that you're doing? So I've got dyslexia. Yes. Um, so I do a therapy called NLP for my dyslexia. But the NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, is so powerful that I do it for both my dyslexia and my personal work. Okay. Um, so those are two that I oh, do. Oh, two that you do, yeah? Yeah, then... I do just regular counseling. Yeah, yeah, counseling, yeah. Sure. Then, yeah, I mean, I would say if it counts, my wife does a lot of therapy for me. What do you In mean? A, um, yeah, she is my therapist. Okay, so she offers for a parts, safe space. For yeah, her. for parts of my life I can discuss with her. Okay. Because, you know, therapy is personal and some yeah. things you don't want to talk about things you are going through to your wife that could trigger her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And sometimes I think even as a wife, mm. it's, it's very hard because you don't necessarily have the tools to support someone. Like, it's just like, yeah. okay, in this moment, do I need to give advice? Or in this yeah, moment, yeah. do I need to just listen? Or yeah. like, like, how do I hold space and make sure that this person like yeah. feels space? Especially because we grew up and a, a lot of men just are not willing to open up. So when the opening yeah. up happens, it's like, I've uh, never yeah. seen this. Like, how do I handle this? Like, wh what, yeah. what must happen? We don't open up because we are ashamed. Yeah. If I open up to, my, to a woman, not yeah. just my woman, about if I'm going through a rough, time financially yeah i'm going to be shamed it depends who you open okay generally generally yeah because the, the the general answer to that is window danger even though they might not say it to your face sure well, well how do you think as as women we should handle it better because now remember 
What patriarchy did, and you speak a lot about this, mm. is that patriarchy taught us that a man provides. Yeah, for a sure. A man is strong. And only now are we grappling with that, oh, men don't be strong anymore. Like, we yeah, don't need yeah. you to be strong. And that yeah. is still a thing. But yeah. the whole provision thing, it's now we must switch to now as a woman, you're also, like, it's a whole lot of changes that are happening at the same time. Yeah. And we don't know how to handle them. Yeah. And unfortunately, the financial one, I guess, is the hardest because yeah. a man has been positioned as a provider. Like, we didn't talk to our fathers. Our fathers just brought the money home. To the table. Yeah, I mean, if I think about it, raising a child is not a financial thing only, you know. Yeah. If, for me, I didn't grow up in a wealthy family at yeah. all. We were not middle class. But the time I spent with my dad, even though I knew he had no money, yeah. was amazing. Yeah, that meant You know, I knew. You know, it's it it's tough in your family if you know the budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you you know, know, I knew the budget. <laughs> yeah. But I was very happy because sure. my dad was there. Sure. You yeah. know, and I think... Patriarchy taught us a lot of things, and there's good and bad, you know. And in the conversation of men can be soft and you don't have to be strong and all that, I think the expectation women have on men, they should be able to uphold the same. You know? Agreed. Yeah, because I can't be expected to hold it down. Actually, there's an exception for a man who is doing well, rather than a man who's not <laughs> there's a say there's someone who said on twitter which i actually think is a little true that yeah. uh, men aren't loved unconditionally <laughs> women are loved unconditionally yeah because who has time for a broke man you, let me actually yeah. i'm going to challenge you on this mm. you know what and and i think if you think about it think of mm. the families um you grew up around right yeah where where there were fathers at home yeah most times yeah the woman was the one bringing it home, like bringing the money home. Yeah. But the woman positioned the man as the one who's, who's bringing it home. Yeah. However, the man couldn't handle that. Mm. And then in turn, their character, they didn't do work on themselves. So now you're not only dealing with someone who's not helping you financially. Now you're mm. dealing with a broken person who's insecure and making you feel bad about showing up. Mm. So no. do you understand the cycle? No, I understand the cycle, but it's a cycle that us as a society we created because the space is not safe yeah for for anyone. <laughs> yeah imagine imagine it's not safe between men yeah like uh, if i'm with my homeboys and i know my homeboy has a wife and children and he's broke yeah i'm not a safe space to him either even Why? though we understand as men that you know it's tough yeah but I'll have judgment towards him. So imagine he can't feel safe yeah. in what's supposed to be his it's safest place yeah. amongst other men. Yeah. When he gets home, his wife is the one that's bringing in the money. Yeah. And she gives him the bank card. And when she gives him the bank card, he feels emasculated. Instead yeah. of embracing and appreciating that, yeah. he becomes bitter. And he wants to control her money. He wants to be extra... Uh, extra tough yeah. he becomes abusive yeah. physically and emotionally and tough to the kids because he himself doesn't know how to handle that and yes there's a parallel co conversation alongside that that what is he doing why doesn't he try with what he have to bring 
something, something to the table. Yeah. You know, but some people get so overwhelmed by all of that. Mm. They, they can't rise above it. Yeah. Am I sympathetic? Yeah, to a point. But, you know, my patriarchy just makes me think that, hey, man, just get tough it out and do something. Yeah. Something. Something, yeah. yeah well, I something. mean, at 18 years old, you were told, Yeah, I mustn't. Yeah. Like, get up and go. You know, so, yeah, it's a tough conversation. And my position at this is still work in progress. But... I do have sympathy for men and for women, and for women. going through this challenge. Yeah. Uh, it's in a difficult one. Relationship. It's, a, it's yeah. really a difficult conversation, but I think it's one that mm. that um, really has to be. It really has to be had, especially just mm. even even just amongst women. The whole like deconstruction, that whole idea of you. It's like the Bible. And society outside tells you a man protects, but it mm. almost feels like everything society says a man does in the home, it's the woman who's doing that. So there's a bit of yeah, a confusion. Sure. And I feel like they need, I think truth will set us all free. We, that yeah. we all protect, we all provide, yeah. we all offer safe space. Yeah, I mean, I think for us and our, society, uh, our generation, yeah. maybe I'll speak for myself, the idea of a man who protects and provide and whatever, you know, you bring in the money, you mm. do this, you, mm. you do that, I'm the leader, I'm this. Mm. I don't think it's entirely true. It's what you it's are told. Yeah. You know, even when I observed, my dad is the one that worked at home, but yeah. I know my mom held it down. Yeah. You know, it's not money that builds a home. No. Between my wife and I, we don't have children yeah. yet. You know, I may be the primary earner. Yeah. But everything she does in the household far outweighs the money i bring sure everything and That's the therapy speaking <laughs> no it's not no, it's, but, it's, no it's, but it's like it's it's yeah. awareness it's self-awareness yeah it's and self-awareness. you know i would challenge men with wives and children yeah to ask themselves those questions honestly what would your household be without your wife would you know where a headache tab- tablet sits yeah and with really overlook those things yeah. you know would you know what to do if the child is not well yeah you know would you know where to take them would <laughs> yeah. you you know would you know what to do at three o'clock so that at six o'clock when you arrive everything you need is provided for would you know i have a question for you yeah. do you think you would considering your whole your mm. life yeah, yeah. um and your patriarchy ways yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think you'd be able handle to handle a home where your wife is the primary um provider and you are the one who knows where the headache tablet is truthfully and honestly honestly no okay i wouldn't let myself be provided for what if everything is taken away from you and it's, what let's say it's COVID, yeah. another lockdown, and yeah, yeah. you can't sell your art, you can't, yeah, yeah. like, God forbid, yeah, everything yeah. gets taken away from you, There's and all you so have is much... the home, and your wife's job is thriving, and yeah. you have to handle everything you've built around her handling, yeah. because your understanding, or where you are right now, is yeah. I, I, I love the position of providing. Yeah, I mean, truthfully, I don't know if I'd be able to do that because okay. I would fight for my life 
to be able to provide within what I have. Okay. You know, yeah. there are so many avenues to explore, yeah. to kick back. Well, then that's the pride of a man. And then that's the pride that I think the other people we were talking about are struggling yeah. with where it's like, my pride is being eaten away every yeah. single day and there's nothing I can, I can do about do. it. I would never not do anything about it. Yeah. I'd go to call center and work. <laughs> or wash cars. I'll yeah. come up with ideas. I'll do gardens. Yeah. I'll do everything I can with what I have to be Take able care to of family. Yeah. Yeah. Alongside my wife. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much more she brings. Ah. It does not matter. That's not gonna challenge me. Okay. What's gonna challenge me is sitting around doing nothing. Accepting that I don't have the means. I love that to you mentioned my, that. Yeah. Now you you did grade 11 at the age of 20. Right? 21. 21. Yeah, yeah. Your grade 12. Oh, sure. yeah. You said grade 11? Yeah. Oh, grade yeah. 11. Did you get to grade 12? I got to grade 12. But you were 21. Yes. And most of your peers are obviously in varsity, right? Yeah. And you mentioned repeating almost every grade. grade. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But you didn't know that you've got dyslexia. Yeah, I had no idea. Huh? Until I got to grade 11. I was told by a teacher who was amazing that you're not dumb. You just have dyslexia and we can work around it. And unfortunately, she left the school. Sure. So everyone who was a teacher then did not know what I needed. Sure. All they knew was that I just, this is dumb. Yeah, failure. Yeah. <laughs> but now as a, as a kid, man, yeah. and I can think of so many kids I mm. went to school with, because um, mm. I went to like an Afrikaans school and yeah, then yeah. like we were grouped according to how smart you are. So yeah. I knew that every year I'm working towards to be in grade 6.1. Like yeah, once yeah. you go to grade 6.3, like yeah, yeah. you are the C damn student. child. Yeah. yeah. C you know? student. Yeah. And how, how did you deal with that? How did you even manage to get to, even if it means I'm the mm. ancestor of the class? I mean, first of all, my relentless efforts to try get to grade 12 and finish was to please my mom. Oh. But I knew that I'm not going to get through. Sure. So I, I stuck it out for her. Um, lucky, my mom is very affirming and she's my brother and I's biggest fan. Yeah. And she always affirmed us that you are not dumb. They just don't understand you. Mm. You know, there's mm. so much to life than all of what's expected of you mm. at school. Mm. You know, you'll be so much more than what everyone thinks. Sure. You know, so she affirmed us. I never, <clears throat> even though teachers were hateful and say I'm stupid and this, there's never been a day where I felt I was. Wow. You know, because the person that matters affirmed me. Affirmed you the most. Yeah, you know. I think of a moment, one of the most significant moments in my life um, mm. as a child. Mm. I was I was not an A student, but I could work hard enough to be an A student, right? Yeah. Like I like my like I'm like you. Like I yeah. will outwork you. Yeah, I might yeah. not be the smartest, most talented in the room, yeah, but yeah. I will outwork you, right? Yeah. And I remember being in was it grade eight? Yes, it was in grade eight, mm. high school, and we were writing an accounting test. Mm. And I studied and I had, a, I was surrounded by really smart friends, right? Pushed mm. me and I studied just as hard, if not more as they mm. did. 
And this one teacher was calling out the marks and she was calling them out loud. But I'm chill because I studied and I'm hearing my friends, mm. Althea, 82%, Pagsas, 90%. Like everybody, mm. no one in the class is getting a low mark. So I'm good. Mm. And at the time I was Amanda at school and they say, Amanda, 42%. And I remember, like I'm still getting emotional as I think yeah. about it. My whole system crashing, like how can you embarrass me yeah. like that? Like, couldn't you call me on the side? Yeah, yeah. And from that day on, I went to another accounting teacher and I said, how do I make sure I get a distinction by the end of matric? Yeah. And she told me and end of matric, I got 79% in accounting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but then I went into an accounting field and I realized now that I chose to study something I didn't even like because of that one you little trauma. I wanted to prove a point. Yeah. Now, you mentioned a story where a teacher was coming and they asked you to write your name justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you couldn't and you were panicking and you even asked your brother. Yeah. How has that moment shaped you? Yeah, I mean, it shaped me in a very negative way yeah. because it took away all my confidence in mm. myself, especially when it comes to reading and writing. Yeah. You know, that's why I go to NLP therapy for my yeah. dyslexia. Yeah. You know, so we changed schools from a school in Soweto to a school in El Eldorado Park. Yeah. And in Soweto, my name is Rendani. Mm -hmm. You know, and yeah. I knew how to write Rendani. Yeah. Then now I have to switch. And Rendani was not on my ID. So I have to switch oh. and use Justice, which is on my ID. Sure. And at the school I went to... We, they were not we were not so active in english mm. so this teacher came and she said i must write my name and it was so difficult for me i didn't i got so nervous i didn't even know my first letter sure and she shamed me you know and my brother and i in front of the whole class mm. you know and what the consequence of that made me in my job as a film director i present yeah. a lot and it became a challenge uh, presenting because once I, I've, I look at the words, I get so scared and it takes me back into that teacher's class. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm doing therapy on yeah. that, so it's so much better now. Yeah, but it's still. Yeah, it but sometimes go away. it doesn't go away. Sometimes sure. I'd be trying to read and something triggers me, mm. then I'm stuck and I'm scared and everything that. I wrote in my treatment, I forget, because sure. now I'm in Your Mrs. Child. Zuma's class, yeah. you know, and NLP therapy helps me have tools that get me out of that fear, Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it was tough, but, and it made me not like reading yeah. and writing. Yeah. And I'd be so scared to read out loud, especially. Yeah. But my job requires me to do that. <laughs> and yeah, I, I had to start reading and learning how to read. So I read every night sure. out loud to sure. my wife. And every single night. Yeah, and she has to sit there and affirm me. Yeah. That, oh, sure. wow, that was good or whatever. So that, because my career, amongst others, is all I have. Yeah. So I need to invest in it. Yeah. I need to not feel sorry for myself because yeah. no one cares sure you know how did you how do you not 
I'm gonna say how did you and how do you not quit because the um, I'm gonna say the status quo, not even the status quo. The whole when we think of a boy from Ekasi, mm. um, and in context like you who yeah, yeah. struggling at school gets labeled, I wakang alone, I niamazi, like yeah. a, and they fall into that, like they yeah. get into that character where. Yeah. Everybody sees them as the naughty guy and they either mm. like they just they become that naughty person, right? Mm. Like they, they go into that character because of all the labeling. And I can imagine how many other boys like you mm. who just don't know this is what's happening and feel stupid and then go into a space where anyway, this is what everybody says. So how did you how do you not quit? Like I need to understand yeah. your thinking. How do you not quit? How do you continue to say, I'm going to get in an industry that requires me to do the very same thing that is my biggest insecurity? Yeah. Um, I think it's two blessings. The blessing of my mom mm. and the way she brought us up. She was very affirming. Yeah. You know, she always said to my brother and I, you guys are special. Mm. You guys are unique. Mm. You've got a beautiful future ahead of you. You are different. Yeah. You know, and that's the first blessing. And everything she affirmed us with and the kindness she instilled in us and raising us with love made me hold myself in high standards. Okay. Even though I was, I, I found myself in front of all those opportunities. To, yeah. When I was faced with those scenarios that could turn left, my yeah. whole life left, I always remember that not me mm, i'm special there's someone who believes in me yeah i'm special i've got so much more than going to be a drunk and yeah. a smoker and this yeah so all her affirmation and love made me hold myself to a high standard then uh, the blessing of having my twin brother yeah um yes for he he was my role model for so long for like all our lives but he dropped out at grade, in grade nine, right? Yeah, but he was an incredible person. Sure. With vision, with heart, and with clarity. Yeah. You know, and he's down. he was down to earth. He's down to earth. So, and I was the bad twin. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't think that. So, <laughs> so every time I step out of line, I'd remember I'm disappointing my brother. Um... Not... I can't do this to him. Sure. You know? Yeah. Because we are not these kind of people. Mm. So even when life becomes tough, yeah. I always have that. That my mom, no, my I can't give up now. Yeah. You know, and I would say also for me, if I give up the people that get affected by my choice is so much more than just me. Sure. So I cannot give up. Yeah. You know? Going. People. Yeah. Can you think of, I, I always, I like reflecting and I always think of moments that had I chosen B instead of A, life mm. would be so different and in a very bad way. Can yeah. you think of a moment or like a specific moment in your life where you could have chosen B and it would have landed you either in death and drugs yeah. in a very different position yeah. But you chose A, which was harder. Yeah. I remember, I think I was in grade nine, and I failed. Yeah. 
uh, grade nine. And you know, as I, as I tell you, or oh, grade eight, as I told you, you must, your family is going through it if you know the household budget. Budget, yeah. You know, and I knew my dad and my mom scrambled up some money to take us to a school that was better mm. for us. Mm. It was Langlachte at that time. And I know how much they paid and how much sure. they make. And I did not make, I did not pass. And my dad came back to the news that I did not pass. And he smacked me. And I got so angry as a kid. And we were having dinner at night. And I got so angry and I stood up and I left the house. And I walked, I grew up in Pinville, which has a golf course. Yeah. And I went to the golf course and it was at night, you know, and it's dangerous there. So when I was walking there, angry, I bumped into a childhood friend of mine there yeah. holding a, a beer. Sure. And I'm sure he was having a beer there so that no one sees him because yeah. we're young, yeah. like grade eight. Grade eight you liked and I couldn't speak. So he just joined me and walked with me and he gave me the beer sure. for me to drink. And I obviously tried to drink it, but it never touched my lips. And I remember in that moment thinking, Hi, this is not me. Mm. I know I'm very angry, but I am not, not this like person. This. Wow. You know? And yeah, that friend of mine was one of the people that were taking the Different wrong turn. turn. Yeah. You know, and in that moment I felt like if I had done that, I would have taken yeah, the wrong gone. turn. It's not about the beer, but it's yeah. about making that choice in that moment. Yeah. Then I told myself that, okay, cool, I'm angry at my dad and everyone, but no, I'm going home. Sure. Then I walked back home. Sure. And That changed your life. I believe that. Yeah, it changed my life because it would have went... A different way. Yeah. I believe, and we spoke a bit about this, that we mm. create from an honest place, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure. I know your views, but we're going to talk about them anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. My best projects or mm. my best work comes mm. from my deficits, comes mm. from my vulnerabilities, my places mm. of insecurity, right? Mm. And like I said, when I'm creating, it's not like, okay, I'm creating because I'm insecure and I want everybody else's insecure yeah. to not feel, you know, it's just like you get in that moment and you need something to hold you together yeah. and somehow it translates to people. Yeah. So looking at your paintings, you, you started painting not long ago, right? Yeah, two years ago. And I was looking at your art and oh, I'm trying and to, half. Yeah. and I'm trying to understand it. And there's a, yeah, yeah. I think it's like ghost-like. It's yeah, like yeah. a lot of Very shadow. spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. What does your art say about you? If all we had left mm. was your paintings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who is justice? Yeah, I mean, my art is a reflection of the journey I'm on. Okay. Uh, which, it's a few themes. I'm reconnecting with my spirituality okay uh, i grew up christian okay uh very much and my calling was to be a priest and uh, my journey was going there but anyway so in my personal journey now with my spirituality i felt like christianity didn't uh, took away my opportunity to connect with my ancestors okay and my ancestors to me are everyone that were from my family before me. Okay, yes. And those that were here with me. Yes. 
you know, like I've got a great relationship with my grandparents. Yeah. I had a great relationship with them growing up. And when they transcended, they've always be, been there yeah. with me and yeah. in me. Yeah. And my art is a reconnection intentionally mm. with them and okay. that other side. Okay. Um, and through my art, I look at, you know, my masculinity and my sexuality yeah. and how it would have been without all the expectations from okay. my society. Like my dad would say, my son can't be gay or this and all of that. And I grew up upholding all those um, expectations. Yeah. And I never took an opportunity to step back and say, what would I be without any of that, with all that noise silenced? Sure. Would I be straight? That's, you know? that's one hell of a question. Yeah. So my art is that. Sure. That's you so hateful. So your art is, in my understanding, is a lot of questioning, yeah. redefining, internal. internal, like understanding who am I outside yeah. of what church and what society yeah. and my family mm. fed me. Do mm. you not feel like it's um, it's almost like a path that leads to nowhere? It leads somewhere. Okay. It has led me somewhere. Reconnecting with my ancestry intentionally has yeah. been beautiful. Yeah. Um, because my relationship with them is no more incidental. Okay. It's intentional. Okay. You know, and they are present. Okay at any moment and now you where's know? your relationship with with god and going back to you were supposed to be a priest so what I mean, happened to that my relationship with god is so strong okay it's incredible okay it's even stronger how so because i'm honest oh love that yeah i'm honest with myself and i'm intentional sure. i'm not I found that when I was in the system of Christianity and all the expectations built around it for yeah. me, I was not in control. Okay. I was just in a ride. Yeah, like do this, do that. Yeah, you know when this. you're just riding yeah. it out. I was yeah. riding it out. And now I'm intentional and present sure. and honest with myself sure. about what works for me and what doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. You just got married. Yeah. But you've been with your partner for like what? 12 years. 12 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What took so long? <laughs> um, and respectfully, uh, because yeah, I sure. mean, obviously, for sure. like when, as a girl, it, like was not dating, a, it was not a disrespectful question. Yes, yes. Yeah, but yeah. I, I know how my others might, like other people don't believe in marriage and others take yeah, it yeah. otherwise. But for me, if we're dating, like, basically, love my for five years it's like yeah. uh excuse me sir like what's happening thing. here i mean there's there's a very shallow reason okay and there's also a reason of i need both um, answers i don't sorry i need both reasons yeah i'll give you the, i can start with the shallow one the idea of a marriage and doing a step and dancing was a nightmare <laughs> to me like all that attention yeah. for what? <laughs> so I couldn't do it for that for reason. A step. <laughs> Imagine I'm doing a step wearing a tux or whatever. <laughs> I for me that's a nightmare. Okay. I couldn't do that. Okay. Uh, and standing in a podium and I <laughs> guys. <laughs> As a result, you actually got married in shorts. Yes. I love it. For yeah, you. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then the second reason, I don't like 
doing things because they are done. Okay. Because everyone is doing it. I don't like that. Okay. And so does my wife. I don't like that. Oh, get married because people get married. Mm. Oh, it's time. Oh, it's time. I don't yeah. like that. I think I also don't believe marriage makes love better. True. I don't believe that marriage makes a commitment a bigger commitment. I'll fight you on that one. And sure, here's why. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, I'm not fighting you, yeah. but I, I just think when... I don't know if you know about the seven-year itch. There's something called the seven-year seven itch. Seven-year yeah. itch okay. that everybody believes in. But if you survive the seven-year itch, like your love is forever. Because at like seven yeah. years, like things in, are hard. In marriage or just being together? I think just being together, okay. right? Okay. And then there's the... Well, in your case, there's no baby yet. Yes. But yeah. there's a period after having children, after mm. having your first child, statistically, most mm. couples break up. Mm. And I can understand why. Because in our relationship, the mm. period after having children was the hardest like mm. very very hard and mm. i know for a fact if we didn't have the commitment to our families mm. and to god mm. i would have been like sure <laughs> shut and so, mm. so there's something about that commitment to your family and to your yeah. god that holds you together when like things are just like what was I, mean, I thinking i mean i'm here to experience that but in my opinion being having been with my wife that long yeah without having married her yeah. yet. I think the most important thing that has held us together is love and respect. Okay. There's nothing more than that. I don't think a document will make you love someone so much more. I didn't mention a document. Won't. I said I mean, family. So, yeah, but... <laughs> I get you. Marriage yeah. is not going to make you keep your husband. It's not. You know, so that's what I thought. That okay. Cool, Charlotte and I can get married. Then what? <laughs> then what? Is it gonna make our lives better? You sure. know? Maybe. I don't know. But I knew that nothing will be better than this apart from wow. from wasting our money making <laughs> a five hundred K wedding. For yeah. who? Yeah. A day. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we decided to get married in a conventional way. Yeah. But we did it in our way. Yeah. In our Shut apartment, I, wore, I bought my outfit the day before. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> but in the lead up, I thought I'll just find something in my wardrobe yeah. and wear that. Yeah. Charlotte um, wore her mom's um, wedding dress. Yeah. She just fixed it so yeah. that it can work. Yeah. Um, yeah. People you love. What What yeah. was that turning point where you decided, hmm, actually, this is about us now. Let's get married. I mean, um, I mean, we had done the other stuff like Lobola and all that, oh, okay. you know, yeah. but a light version. What's a light version? A version that is our version. Oh, which is I what? don't believe in, as I told you, I don't believe in ways, yeah, doing things doing the because... way other people do them. Yeah. We've got our families together. We made a pry. We said, cool, this is what we're doing. Cool, Did then you pay we moved in. Lobola? No, she's not uh, she's not a black woman. Yeah. So but for you, you didn't even like No, say. her parents wouldn't allow that. Oh wow. Her dad said he can't take money from me. Well that's nice for you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm grateful for that. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did that in our way. And this was just a formality. Okay. 
Um, also, it was, yeah, I loved it. We did it in our way. It was cool. Did in anything change? Like the next day, did you feel like, ah, the biggest married. The biggest change in our life is that I got a gas fry. <laughs> <laughs> And, and a ring from your marriage from, from your wedding is that yeah. you got a gas right yeah and i think it made us even more closer because now I, every day i'm at work i think okay cool i have to be i have to be at home at five so I've that i can work. cook for us no oh, wow. not not i don't i yeah i don't okay. think that i've got a wife i need to go back to i i just think it's so nice i mean charlotte and i are so offbeat yeah you know we never sat and ate meals together and we never really did that okay you know i'd have my own dinner she'd have hers and you know it's loose yeah it's easy yeah. going yeah so when i got a guest bra i hated cooking by the way so yeah. i envied my brother and i thought one day i'm gonna get this thing and then i got it him, he cooks <laughs> yeah then it just made me want to get home and cook for her and i then wow. We sit and we eat together and talk and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. So it's beautiful. Also, oh, dinner's on you every night. Most of the time, yes. Love it. Like six nights. Jeez. Week, yeah. No takeaways, not. And then where do you get the seven colors from? Uh, that, that's not dinner. That's, yeah, that's lunch. That's lunch. Yeah. So where do you on, get that from? On the side of the road. What could be better? Oh, no. I yes. can't bring myself to eat food. That Brennan loves, like, yeah. he played. Play. Yeah, that's the I, best one. No, I I can never. No, I can it's never. amazing. I it reminds me of my mom. No, because I, I used to walk from school, right? My yes, school was uh, in town and my dad's office was in town. And I used yeah. to walk and I had to pass a taxi rank. And I used yeah. to see the ladies sit and cook. And I would look at that oil and be like, I'm sure the oil is from last week. So yes. I could never. That's, that's, that's what the, makes it slap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. You said uh, yeah. there was a Q&A and someone asked you a question and your answer was, do everything for you. Yeah. Not for validation. The process yeah. is the goal. Yeah, yeah. How did you get to that point? Because I think for someone to say that, you must be in an abundant mentality, right? Yeah. I believe there's either, you're either in a lack mentality yeah, where yeah. everything is from insecurity and yeah, it's about yeah. getting this next big break or yeah. you're in an abundance mindset where you're just trusting yeah i mean abundance you don't just wake up with the abundance mentality because i'd be lying yeah i think for me it took a lot of failure like a lot of failure you know yeah. crap like you try your best and it doesn't work out and yeah. you know then you try your best in a different way then some work out yeah and the amount of failure I've experienced made me realize that it's more important to be present through the process, Ooh. you know, and be intentional through the process of whatever you are working towards. Mm. And don't be entitled to the outcome you are looking for mm. because, yeah, it's not it's all not on you. you, you know. Yeah. Like, for example, being an artist, I can paint as good as I can and yeah. as hard as I can. And the paintings are not bought. Mm. You know? Who's and you're showing up them? every day. Yeah, you're showing up every day. So if you shift your relationship with your process and, and not have it be goal-orientated mm. rather than 
being present in the process and find joy in what you are doing. And yes, achieving the bigger goal when you get to the other side feels amazing. Yeah. But don't rob rob yourself of the joy of the process. Yeah. Yeah. When did it click for you that I have to let go of the entitlement to success? And I mean, like you said, your mom said you're special. So I'm sure at the back of your mind, like you're supposed to make it. Yeah. So why am I not making the money? I am good. I am showing up. Like, when did it click to you? It's okay, let it go and just... Just when things are not going your way. You know, life will beat Sorry, you up. Dad. No, at, we all go through it. Even yeah. even my biggest idol, I don't know their journey, but I know they've failed a yeah. lot. Yeah. I know they've cried even more than me. Yeah, probably. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so it took that. Sure. Because sometimes when things go our way so much, it makes you forget to be human yeah. and to be humble. Yeah. And life humbled me <laughs> a lot of times. Yeah. And, like, oh. yeah. and that's what that's when the penny dropped that I can't be entitled sure. because the outcome is not in my hands. Yeah. You know, I'm at the mercy of the universe and yeah. if it if it's in my favor or not. Yeah. And everyone has their seasons. Yeah. You know, I've I've had a part of my life where it was my season, you know, and I was famous here and this, and I was traveling here and I was doing that. And everyone gets their 15 seconds of fame <laughs> of faith, yeah. or 15 minutes. I don't know the expression. Everyone gets yeah. that, you know, and it doesn't mean that when you are in that 15 minutes, it's all glitz and glam. Yeah. You know, there's beauty in the struggle, you know, mm-hmm. and the failures I've experienced, there are moments that are far much more beautiful than moments of my success, sure. some success I've experienced, you know. How do you not compare your seasons to your brother's seasons? Because you guys are twins, you do everything together and your work is very connected. But like you said, I'm yeah. sure his season, his season of his great season is probably yeah. not your great season. So in yeah. that moment where you're probably having the worst season of your life and yeah. he's having the best season of his life, how do yeah. you not compare? I mean, how do you not go into that uh, that lack mentality yeah, again yeah. of trying harder so I can catch up? I don't know if it counts so much with my brother and I because in my eyes, he is me and I am him. You're so his, his win is mine. You know, my win is his, you know, there's no way, even my wife, (laughs) even my wife knows um, that I come with him. (laughs) You know, when we go on holiday and we're booking holidays, she books for both of us. Sure. And his partner. Or even if there's no partner. Yeah, I mean, yes, she will consider his partner. Yes, she'll book for all of us. But she knows that, okay, we are planning to, we're going to the UK now. Right for my solo exhibition yeah even even before we spoke about it she called him hey these are our dates this is where we're gonna stay what is you know what's your preference what do you want i'm gonna book us here this is you know and she books all those things and she would call his girlfriend and say hey this is his girlfriend stays in the uk yeah this is our plan this is the calendar this is what it looks like but one is gonna be here and blah 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 
what flight must I book him back? We are coming back early. He's staying for his girlfriend. <laughs> it's a whole thing. Yeah, then she knows he's coming back on the 11th. We are going to Cape Town on holiday. Patwani, we're going on holiday. These are the dates. This is where we're staying. Please update Tana. We're going to be here till whenever Jen, he like comes that, with me. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I, mean, I, can, I can get why But you for should. my friends, yeah. if I'd make the same example for my friends is I've had my season and they were happy for me. Okay. And they are having their seasons and I'm happy for them. Okay. You know, and we are human. We all have innate jealousy. jealousy yeah. or we have that, but Jealousy is a great indicator of something you wish for yourself. Mm. So if I feel that, I identify quickly that, oh, sure. I want this for myself. Sure. If I want this for myself, why can't, be, can't I be happy for my friend to have it? Sure. That is such you know? a good so perspective. So then, then I'm happy for him yeah. or her that, oh yeah. my goodness, yes. This is great. This is what we wanted. Yeah. Sure. You know? Sure. So, so yeah, it's a, it's... That's uh, not to say I don't have jealousy. I do. I think we all do. We all do. There are people that are not my people. Yeah. For various reasons, and I see them thriving, and the instinct is like, yes, it's that. Why them? <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I'll call myself out yeah. that I wish that was me. Yeah. So why am I not? Am I jealous? Yeah. Why do I don't I celebrate that? Yeah. I might not celebrate it. Yeah, but. I'll identify that, oh, okay, I'm feeling this way because I want it for I myself. It stop for it. Yeah, yeah. Then I'll stop it. I think it's important you mentioned that. I think we all have feelings of jealousy. And we do. It's a, an emotion like anger and hurt and pain. And I don't like labeling emotion, emotions as bad. It's mm. just what you do with that emotion. So once you feel that jealousy, like being able to go back to self and be like, okay, calm down. This is why you're feeling this way. Um, let's, let's celebrate them so that we combat those other those other feelings that could do things yeah. that are not in line with the character. I think we would be lying. Someone would be lying if they say they don't have jealousy yeah. or feel jealousy. It's like people who uh, come and say, oh, I'm just a humble man. It's like, no, you're not. Never. <laughs> we are all cocky. Yeah. I just have a good and healthy relationship with my ego. Yeah, sure. You know, I check it. If you are present, you know that, oh, okay, I'm starting this nonsense. Sure. Then you check your ego. Sure. How did you get, uh, how did you have, how did you build a good relationship with your, with your ego? Because ego I, sabotages everything. Yeah. I mean, it took a lot of failure uh, and heartbreak. It humbled you. Yeah. And life just laughing. And yeah. you realize that, yes, yes, if I lead with my ego, this is the consequence. Because sure. when you're egotistical, yeah. you set a certain bar for yourself. And yeah. if you can't get here, now... Everyone is like, yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. you know, I've been young and I've had a bit more money than I, a young person should have. Yeah, and you know when? Well, I know when that happened to me, it got it into my head, and I led with that. Sure. And I failed, mm. or whatever I had, and the the money and the lifestyle I had. Mm. I, I lost it. Sure. And so you've now, lost money before. Yes. And then you had to start all over with a new perspective of. Okay. Yeah, I think everyone has an "I blew it" uh, story. I don't have one yet. It does not have to be as literal as "I blew it." Yeah. You know why I don't think I have an "I blew mm. it" story? Mm. Um, 
and particularly with money. Mm. Um, I, I've watched people in my life, I've seen people who have money be comfortable mm. and I've seen them lose it. Mm. And I've seen what that did to their families. And to a certain yeah. extent, we, my family, we've experienced mm. not having, mm. having, and not having again. No, not oh. having again. Yeah, I mean, I don't say, uh, when I say lose it, I'm not saying moving back home. Yeah, okay. So you're, you're like, your blue your is like uh, mid blue. <laughs> yeah, I like being in negatives. You know, and I've got six cars. Ah. And a house in Benmore. Okay, like, that's not fluid, come on. But, yeah, I know, but yeah. that thing will humble you because yeah. you are here yeah. and your bank account is saying, sorry, buddy, you are not there. <laughs> you don't know. You know, this. and yeah. you have to rough it out. And, yeah, I mean, it, it took mistakes like that. Yeah. You know, not going home. Fortunately, I have never moved back to my mom's but i've made choices where i bought a car and we got a bigger place that we didn't need to and we're paying so much yeah. and whatever and from month to month it's like it's like <laughs> but out there i'm thriving the man you know sure. so it took that it also i'm lucky i think i was brought up in a way that yeah, it's a bit more humble. I've never been like cocky, 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 yeah. but I know I have, you know, who's like, jealous? yeah, yeah. Who's yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm dressed well. Yeah. You know, also, you know, we are boys. I've got very close friends and we love clothes and yeah, looking sure good <laughs> and this and, and that. And this is Jela, yeah. you know, yeah. smartly, <laughs> you know, yeah. but Life shows you that there's so much more to there's life more. than how good you look yeah. and how much money you have, yeah. you know, and life will humble you with your fat pocket <laughs> and your fancy face. True. You, know? you have such a great relationship with vulnerability. Like, I think oh, yeah. you're a very vulnerable person. And I was like, when I, because uh, you do these videos where you do like a voiceover, right? Mm. And you like stand and you talk, but like your, your thoughts are very interesting. And when I found out that you had dyslexia and you were afraid of talking, I was like, yeah. what? This man is literally doing a voiceover every single day. And that yeah. for me is, 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 is vulnerability. Do you yeah. attribute your success now? And by success, I don't necessarily mean... Yeah, it's relative. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So without the vulnerability, there's no success for you? It, yeah, for me, because vulnerability has created... A space where people can accept me mm. as I am. Mm. But if I'm not vulnerable and I'm leading with my ego that, no, I'm justice. Do you know who mm. I am? Mm. Do you know what I've accomplished? Mm. My shortcomings are not met with grace. Sure. You know, so uh, because I'm able to say, hey, I cannot read. Yeah. I cannot write well. Yeah. Um, but I am a film director. Mm. They are able to say, Hey, love, don't worry about that. Mm. We'll, get, we'll get help for you. We'll get a, a writer for you. We'll get a researcher for you. Mm. We'll get someone that you'll present with. Yeah. Will that work for you? Sure. But if I walk in and say, do you know who I am? Do you yeah, know I've done? My work. Yeah. So my shortcomings are not met with kindness and grace and yeah. create a space where, yeah, I'm accommodated. Have you always uh, been vulnerable in your relationships? No. 
Are you I'd now? learned. Ah, I, I am. My wife is an incredible teacher. Yeah. She taught me vulnerability. Sure. Yeah, she did. And not just by her being herself. Mm. I learned so much. I know I used to be very typical, cocky, defensive. I'm never wrong. Mm. You know, in my culture, I grew up my dad saying a man never negotiates anything with a woman. Sure. And that's what I believed in, that I'm not going to negotiate with the woman. Sure. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I was like that. But I find honesty and vulnerability helps me. Mm, it's for you. Yeah, it helps me. If I go to my wife and I've done something wrong and, I'm say, and I say to her, hey, love, listen, I can see... X, Y, and Z I've done made you feel this way. Mm. And it wasn't my intention. I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I give her the time to process it. I, I also don't do it and expect her to say, okay, cool, love, we're fine now. Yeah. No, she is entitled to her feelings mm. based on how I made, made her feel. I can't yeah. dictate how she should feel when I'm the one that did wrong. Sure. So, but before then, I would just say, Angeg. I mean, not me. Mm -mm -mm. Not I didn't do it or whatever it is. Yeah, I'd yeah. deny it or you. not. Or I remember with my wife, I'd say, I don't want to talk about it. And I've done something wrong. Yeah. And I'm leaving her with it to deal with it. And sure. she didn't ask for it. Sure. Manje, she must carry she the must cross deal of it. dealing with something that is not even hers to carry. Sure. You know, and you know yeah. what I've realized in, in human beings, um, mm. people think that I, I think let me say the ego thinks that there's no room to be wrong, and that's why the ego put up a wall, right? Yes, yeah. However, vulnerability says, I just want a conversation, yeah. I just want your honesty. Because if you say to me, like now, the mm. reason why I would say. I'm never wrong. Mm. Is because my dad told me, Indota does not negotiate. Yeah. Then it it gives room, like, yeah. and the next time because it's gonna happen because yeah. it's like most of your childhood that's what you believe. Yeah. So the next time you lead with that, there's a bit of grace, even though I will yeah. take it. But yeah. there's a grace of saying, oh, he was vulnerable enough to yeah. say, this is where I got it from, and this is what I've known my whole life. And with other people, you'll say you'll account for your wrongdoings, and they won't accept it. And that's okay and too. It's, it's okay. You can't change how other people received your hurt. Yeah. You Some know, <laughs> intentional or unintentional. Yeah. But I think ego is very much linked to shame. Yeah, it is. Definitely. You know, if if I've done something wrong, standing up and saying, "Ish, I did wrong," yeah. it challenges my ego. Yeah. But it does a bigger disservice to to not account. Yeah, that's the know. thing with what I know about shame is that it mm. thrives in secrecy in not talking. Yeah. So yeah, as long as sure. it's it's like I don't want to talk about it, yeah. it thrives and it grows and it becomes anger, it becomes mm. resentment, it becomes bigger. But yeah. in that moment, if you just like sit down, your ego, and you yeah. deal with it, it's like it resolves. In fact, and it creates an even better. Um, relationship, but it's, yeah. it's hard. It's, yeah, it's, it's not. So hard. It's it becomes easy. I know for me, a lot of people say, "Yo, just it's so vulnerable and it's so." How do you? I don't even think of it anymore. Yeah, it's just who you are. Yeah, it's yeah. just become a part of my life. Also, I think because at home, that's how we are. In my wife and I, we're very. Yeah. 
that's the space. Yeah, that's yeah. the space. If yeah. there's something that's not okay that's happened between us, we talk about it honestly. Yeah. I won't let her go to bed with the hurt I caused her. Sure. We'll talk about it and resolve it so that when we wake up next morning, we are fine. You can have your eggs and bacon. Whereas usually I'd say, yeah, I don't want to talk about it and it's a week. And I can't imagine how much I'm putting her through in that yeah. week. Like feeling stuck and yeah, it's a lot of unsure. Yeah, yeah. My last question. Yeah, uh, sure. Before I'm getting into like short ones, um, what's harder, success or the climb? Success. Okay, I thought you'd say that. Yeah, success. Cause maintaining is not easy. Yeah. Maintaining takes much more work. Yeah than the climb yeah do you yeah. ever feel like it can't get better than than i've had it mm -mm. i feel like i just started oh wow yeah i mean i love that yeah and that's encouraging because you're about to turn 40 and i think you, we have so this, young, you're yeah. so you're young but i and i always mention this there's this and there's this idea that like by 40 like you're already too old to start something new like like you're on your way to retirement you, you know my father-in-law said to me we were talking like i'm like yes my money game is not gaming you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like i was speaking to him through my observations of how i'm moving and things i'm doing and where i think i should be yeah. and all that then he said to me i shouldn't be too hard on myself because his money only made sense when he was 55. oh my goodness you know then you also look at entrepreneurs like international super successful yeah. entrepreneurs crack it way above 40. yeah, yeah that's and we tend to live our lives creating these ex expectations yeah. that are not realistic based yeah. on people we look at from yeah. a distance and we think they've always had they've it, always had it. Can't it's not like uh, that. yeah and you know here's the reality even the most famous person like a billionaire let's make an example more kanye west yeah do you think kanye west is happy with his billions hey i know for a fact it takes a lot yeah i mean let's let's say that money problem is yes, out uh, the way there's other he's, problems there's he's bigger not problems. dealing with that yeah but look at every issue yeah he has to carry in his life yeah with all those billions i, I feel don't like, want that life i feel like to a certain extent um the the money is that in context don't cancel me money is an easier problem to have yeah i i can agree yeah. because there's so much to life than money. And so I was I was saying earlier to your husband that, you know, there's this thing they say people with money like saying money it won't make you give you happiness. Yeah. I'm not a person with money. I've I'm okay. Yeah. I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. But I can tell you for a fact if some of the happiness in my super broke days yeah. yes. outweigh my happiness now with relatively okay money i said that i said that to him as well the other day these are short questions yeah sure give me your short answers yeah what do you know about love it's healing 
Love is healing. Mm. What do you know about God? Empowering. Empowering. Yeah. What do you know about money? Stressful. <laughs> <laughs> but also empowering. Stressful, but also empowering. Okay. Mm. A quote that you live by? You can be whatever you want to be. You can be whatever. As long as you believe it, you work hard towards it, you invest in understanding whatever you want to be, yeah. and don't be entitled. Ooh. Wait your turn. So we must believe it, but also don't be entitled, and yeah. then you must work hard, and then you must wait your turn. Yes, because yeah. your hard work does not equate to success, always. Okay. Fair. Book yeah. or podcast you recommend? Hmm. Yes, there's a book um, I love with all my heart because of what it did to me. It's called Sula. Sula. Yeah, by, by Tony Morrison. Morrison. Yeah. yeah. Never read it though. Yeah, it's amazing. But my personal experience of it might be different to yours. Okay. It just helped me understand what women go through. Uh, and especially the women in my life, it just gave me like beautiful context. And it was so empowering to me to make it a point that I create a space that empowers other women and their choices in who they want to be and who they become, it's mm. okay. Sure. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the sentence is in a wise woman once said. A wise woman once said, respect is better than love. Respect is better than love. Who's that woman? My mom. Okay, what was your understanding of that? If you res respect is the ultimate love. Okay. Because you can love someone, yeah. but if you don't respect them, your love means nothing. Okay. But if you respect someone, you love them. Automatically love them. Yes. Yeah. Because if I respect you, I care about how my actions will make you feel. Sure. You know, if I respect you... I care about you beyond my own feelings. Sure. Yeah. So respect in all aspects is better love. than love. It is love, yeah. yeah. And my last one, um, thinking of a boy like who might be having the same experience as you mm. did, um, mm. what would you what would you say to them? I'd say it's not easy. Invest in yourself, invest in understanding what you want to be. Mm -hmm. Invest in good friendships. Mm. Mentorship is better than education. Sure. But education is as it can be good. It's important. Mm -hmm. But invest in mentorship. Mm. Find a mentor. And mentor is not always a person that is next to you and you've got physical relationship with a mentor can be someone you look at from the outside yeah and you model your life according to them yeah you take what what they've done you break it down and you identify how you can do the same for your life and your journey sure yeah yeah, yeah. i love that yeah, i'm yeah. so inspired by you i think and i know you didn't give me your full story because there's no, not okay. enough time but in the bits that you've you've shared, I can imagine your climb, your life, um, how hard it is, the emotions you grapple with, the feelings yeah. you grapple with, convincing yourself every day that you're worth it, to believe in yourself, to work hard. Thank and you. it's inspiring for, for so many, it's inspiring for me, and just your honesty in who you are and how you approach life is, is beautiful, I love it. 
Thank you. Thank you.